0: If you would, uh, turn with me this morning. We're going to dive into God's Word here. If you would, look with me at Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And the message this morning has two very simple points. Uh, We're going to look this morning, first of all, at the path of the wicked. And then we're going to look at the path of the just. Now, Proverbs, we talked about this in Sunday school. Proverbs is, is, is an amazing book filled with God's wisdom. And you see in this book... God outlines for us man's dealings with other men and man's dealings with God. And so there, there is so much practical wisdom that even for an unsaved person, even for a lost person, if they follow this advice, it's going to help them. It's just the way God has established these laws in the universe. And um, here this morning, we're going to look at two very simple things, the path of the wicked and the path of the just, and see what God says about these two paths. So if you would, uh, let's start in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse we'll start in verse number 13. The scripture here says, take fast hold of instruction, let her not go, keep her for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not except they have done mischief and their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness, they know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I do just. Uh, we come before you this morning and uh, just ask and pray, Lord, for your help as we study these words. I pray that you would help them to uh, make sense to us. I pray that you would please help us to see how they would apply to our lives. And I just pray that we'd be able to leave here differently than when we came in. And Lord, if, uh, I pray that you'd help us everyone in here to identify which path they're on. And that they would honestly ask themselves which path they're on and that they would uh, line up, Lord, with what your word says. I do continue to pray, Lord, for our pastor this morning. Pray that you please help him as he preaches and teaches your word. Pray that it would be a great help and encouragement to that church there in Eaton. And uh, thank you so much for your love for us. We ask these things in your name. Amen. These two paths are very, very simple, but they stand in great contrast to each other. The scripture here says in verse number 14, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. So in examining the first thing that God says about these two different paths, He says this, and I'm going to need some help this morning. So Ty, why don't you stand up right where you are and just come into the aisle. And then Wade, why don't you stand up where you are and just just stand there in the aisle where you're at. And then uh, let's see here, Aiden, uh, you know what, you come on up here, buddy. You just stand right there. And then let's go over here and Luke. Good to see you on the front row this morning. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. You alive or awake? I am alive and awake. Enthusiastic? A little bit. Want me to make you sing a song? (laughs) Not really. Okay, good. I won't. (laughs) What God says, and we're going to use our aisles this morning, all right? This is the path for this morning of the wicked. All right. So you all, sorry. Should have thought about that before you sat there. All right. That's the path of the wicked. And this is the path of the just. Now, these are, these are first of all, they're not the same path. They're separate. They're completely distinct from one another, and they stand in juxtaposition to each other, right? Luke is a young man on his journey of life, and we're going to, for purposes this morning, say that Luke is a Christian. He's saved. He knows Christ by faith as his Savior. And what God's Word says to him this morning is, he, God's Word identifies for him there is a path of the wicked. And according to God's Word, God wants you to not enter that, not even one step. God doesn't want you to get halfway down that road and then come back and figure out, oh, that that was a bad idea. For for a young man that hasn't walked down the path of the wicked, God is saying to you this morning, enter not into that path. How many of you are 16 in here? All right. Raise your hand if you're a 16-year-old. Right. How many of you guys have your driver's license? All right. Paul, especially here in Sydney with the most unbelievable one way signs, and I was a part of this. I helped hang some of them. Let me ask, we're going to open this up, not just embarrass Paul. How many of you have literally ever gone down the wrong way in Sydney on a one way street, and you live in Sydney? Man, if you're from out of town, I don't know what you do. I'm sorry. You're the, you're the one that we see. I mean, I have honked at people coming up uh, Main Street, you know, going past Papa John's. They're going. I mean, they're just oblivious, you know. They're. It can happen. I'm so glad. Uh, I think it's popular or popular court is now not a one-way. One of them not isn't by the bank in the courthouse. Praise God, all right? Get some lost in some one-way streets in Sydney. But for a Christian, God is saying, do not enter. And just in the same way we have traffic signs, you've seen them, do not enter. Uh, God says to the Christian this morning, "There's there's a path of the wicked. I don't want you to enter that path. God also says this, look at verse number 14. Go not in the way, enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. And then he says this to him, avoid it. So not only do I want you to not enter it, I want you to avoid it. I don't want you to pass by there. So what can happen for a young godly man is sometimes is he he kind of ventures over there and he starts looking at people that are doing wickedness. And he can kind of pass by and maybe hang out with people that are that are doing that wickedness. And, and he, he doesn't go down that path, but, but he, he passes by it. And the more you pass by it, the more you'll be tended to be influenced by it. And God says this, I want you to structure your life in such a way that you don't even pass by this. Don't enter that path. And do everything that you can to avoid that path and to to not even pass by it, right? So now we're not talking about all of us. I was about to say all of us work with unsaved people. Yeah, me too. Um, So many of us, and I've had jobs where you work with unsaved people. God says that path that the, the lost are walking down avoid that he's not saying don't don't give the gospel to those people don't hang out with them don't work with them he's saying they have a path of their life and i want you to avoid it at all costs i want you to do things in your life that keep you on this path all right thanks you can sit down now these guys all right this is a whole nother bunch right here verse number 15 avoid it pass nigh- not by it but what about this young man that has taken the first step into it you know what god says to him this morning turn from it and pass away. You see, there may be somebody here this morning that you, you that when you examine your life, you have entered into the path of the wicked. And God says to you today, turn. That involves an acknowledging that you're wrong and God is right. And turning from that and passing away. Thanks, bud. You can sit down. All right, now we're getting deeper into this thing. <laughs> Now, Mr. Ty here, he's way older, right? And he's, he's been down this path for a while. But you know what God says to him this morning? Turn from it. Pass away. Get into the path of the just. You see that? Thanks, Ty. You can come on back. Oh, Wade. Been down this road a long time. You know what God says to you? Turn from it. Pass away. It doesn't matter where you're at on this road. If you've been on the path of wickedness, and and we know people. thank you You can sit down. We know people. we, we, We have people in our community that have been on a path of wickedness for a long time. And you know what God says to them? Turn from it. Turn to me. And you know, this person right here can get saved, have their sins washed and forgiven, just as much as that person that's on the path of wickedness here, just as much as the person that's on the path of wickedness here and just as much as this boy that's about to enter into the path of wickedness they can all come to know jesus christ as their savior have their sins washed away and forgiven and you know who else needs if for purposes this morning we said luke was not saved he did not know christ as his savior and he's just a young man that hasn't traveled the path of life yet he's trying to figure out which way to go god says you know what you can you can do righteous things And, and look in proverbs You'll see that there are things, there are actions that unsaved people can do. Unsaved people that are lost and on their way to hell can be a good neighbor. They can mow their lawns. They can take down their Christmas decorations, you know, the week after Christmas. (laughs) They can, we can all be nice, but you know what we all need? We all need a Savior because of our sin. So God says, there's this path of the wicked. I don't want you to enter it. I don't want you to pass by it. And if you're already on it, turn from it. Get out of there and pass not away. So that's the path. Look at a couple of other things that God tells us about this path. In verse number 16, what type of people are on that path? Well, he, he shows us. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. Now, hold your place right there and look at chapter 24. In verse 8. Because if you're like me. The way that we use this word mis- uh, mischievous today. Or mischievous. You almost think of like somebody that pulls a, f- a prank. You know. Okay. So don't go out and toilet paper somebody's house. Well th- that's not what. The way that the Bible is using the word mis- mischievous. If you look at chapter 24 in verse 8. The scripture here says this. He that deviseth to do evil shall be called what? See you, you don't know how to say that word either mischievous, mischievous. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Somebody that, so if you see how the Bible says somebody that devises to do evil, that's what it's talking about when it says a mischievous person. And so the the people that are on the path of the wicked, God uh, shows us their character, shows us some attributes. They don't sleep unless they have done evil. Why is it, this is just interesting thought I had on this, you know, we're not going to take it to the bank, but isn't it interesting that the late show, all of the late shows, that's good quality entertainment, right? That's wholesome, that's that's godly stuff, right? No, because you got people that they can't go to bed unless they get some kind of evil desire satisfied. Interesting. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. The, the person that they are not at rest until they cause somebody else to do evil. Isn't that interesting? Uh, misery loves company, right? And so do people that sin. They don't just go into that themselves. Many people that are on, on drugs and, and, and they're messing up their life. They don't do that by themselves. They want to take down somebody with them. And God says, that's the way this path is. Uh, look with me, if you would, at verse 17. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. So evil to them, wickedness, sin, it is as natural to them as you and I eating. It's, it's as part of their daily life as you and I having breakfast. They have to participate in it. That's the way of the wicked. You see now why God's saying, "Don't don't get in that path. Pass by it, just get out of it, turn from it, because it will you will reap a life of destruction. He says here in verse eighteen. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. So this path of the just is as the shining light. Now, because Many of you in here today are on the path of the just. You will identify with things that we're going to talk about in this path. You know what the path of the just does? It really irritates people that are in the path of wickedness. And the the prime example of this is our Savior, Jesus Christ. Look with me, if you would, at John chapter 3. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. John chapter 3... And we'll start with this uh, amazing verse. Uh, almost everybody here, I think, would have this memorized. It's you know, you can go to a football game and you'll see this verse, you know, tattooed on somebody's forehead or something. You know, they'll put them on camera, right? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You say, how do I know God loves the world? He demonstrated it. He showed you, because he Jesus Christ, as God, robed in flesh, died on a cross to pay for your sins and mine. He shed his blood. There are people in my life that have done very good things for me. They've given me amazing gifts. Nobody has done that for me except God. Nobody's ever died for my sins. Nobody ever could have died for my sins, died for your sins, except Jesus Christ. So he loves us. He gave uh, his son for us, verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Notice there, what is the prerequisite to eternal life? What is the prerequisite to be saved? Belief. In Jesus Christ, his, in, in His death, burial, and resurrection. Being saved in this verse, as you look at that, has nothing to do with how many times you've been baptized, with how many churches you've been a part of, with how many times you've sung a solo. It has nothing to do with it. Everything to do with, do you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is God and that He sacrificed Himself for you? Verse 19 says, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness Rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. You see, there were some Pharisees when Jesus walked on this earth that they loved to stand in the public places and they loved to pray in front of everybody and they'd say, Oh God, we thank thee that I'm not his other sinners. And they would. That's okay, you can laugh. I know Pharisees, they're Jewish, not British, okay? So I know. The British boy it's the only one I've got, all right? You had these Pharisees that were alive in Jesus' day, and, and Jesus would preach repentance to them and say, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And what did they do? Their deeds were evil. They liked having power over other people. They liked the position they had over other people. And they knew that if they acknowledged Jesus Christ as the Messiah, as God, that that would threaten their leadership, that that would threaten uh, the, the, the righteousness that they had in and of themselves. And those, so when they saw the light... Their deeds were evil. And instead of doing the truth and coming to God, coming to the light, they rejected it and they refused it. And ultimately, they said, crucify him. That's what the darkness and their hearts wanted to do to the light. So Jesus says in verse 19, this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world. You see, you and I have a choice this morning. Are we going to choose to trust that Jesus Christ is true, that He is the light? Or will we reject that and continue in our sin? There's only one of two choices there. He says, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Now, notice with me, the, the Bible says, we looked at it, the verse there in Proverbs, the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Uh, let, let's look at this in a New Testament for us being Christians context. Look at Ephesians chapter 5, if you would, with me. Ephesians chapter 5, and verse, we'll start here and we'll read quite a few verses, but let's see how, for the believer, in this New Testament church age, how do we live as the light? When we, when we walk on the path of the just, God's going to give us some very specific, very practical uh, uh, characteristics that are identified as, as walking in the light. All right. So Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 1, he says here, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with these vain words. For uh, with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. What's he saying? There's a path of the wicked. Don't partake in that. Don't walk down that path. Give those people the gospel. You're going to work alongside them. They may be your neighbors, but don't walk down that path. Verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness. Now here's what happens. Here's what always happens. You start living a godly life, and the person that's your neighbor, the person that you work next to, they look at your life, and you're trying to clean some things up, and you've gotten rid of sin, and you, and and then you give them the gospel, or you don't even give them the gospel. You just they say, hey, you want to go party like you did, you know, six months ago, and you go, no, I I got saved. Trust, you know, I don't want to partake in that. And they go, what? You think you're better than me? Okay, <laughs> here's what you need to remember: we were sometimes darkness. Those people. There were some people in high school that I associated with and partook in things that I shouldn't have that there had to come a cutting off of that. There had to come a... When I decided when God got a hold of my heart, I got saved when I was nine, trusted Christ as my Savior at youth camp, but didn't really live for the Lord, just wasn't really discipled. And at youth camp, God got a hold of my heart as a teenager. And I saw some of the things that I was doing were, were sin. And there had to come a time in my life where i said you know what i'm i'm just not going to go there i'm not going to do those things and i didn't face too much of this but some of you will and some of you are where you feel i don't want them to think i'm better than them well just realize you're not we're not right we were sometimes darkness and that's that's what i want to tell them you know what I, i was a sinner i still am a sinner I used to walk in darkness and because I love Jesus Christ, I don't want to walk that way anymore. It's not because I'm awesome. It's not because I'm great. It's because I have a great Savior. And so he says, for you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So here's, here's what's possible. It is possible for someone to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and to be a child of light, but not walk that way. And you know what God says to that person? Walk as a child of light. Walk in the path of the just. And so as a believer, that's something I, that uh, you know we should be challenged with and, and, and realize that we need to walk in the light. Verse uh, number 9, he says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have fel- no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Again, the unfruitful works. There will be people that you work with. God's not saying, hey, stop working there. He's saying they're unfruitful works. Those activities they do that are sinful, don't partake in that. Then he says in verse number 12, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. My, how we could spend time on there today. Just commercials today that my grandparents would have just been floored with because that was a shame to speak of that amazing what's happened verse 13 but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light for whatsoever doth make manifest is light Wherefore he slayeth. Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk not. Uh, walk, that see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And he goes on there and shows them how to walk in the path of the just. So God says, I don't want you to walk around like those, like these people in this path. They, they're not circumspect. They don't understand what's going on. They're, they're uh, not understanding. They're not redeeming the time. Well, and I want you to walk in light and live for me and live in this, this path of the just. As you do that, you will be a light. And as this world gets darker, your light and the light that, that, jesus christ shines in your heart to other people will grow brighter and brighter if i had a um if i had a match in here this morning and i lit it with all these lights on you wouldn't see the light of it very much but if we turned all the lights out and and blackened out the windows and i had one single match in here that would give us some light and that light would be brighter, not necessarily in and of itself, but it would just because there's so much darkness around it, it would seem like it's brighter. And the Bible says here that as that we're going to shine as lights more and more unto the perfect day. So as this world gets more wicked, the light that you have of Christ in you will shine brighter and brighter. And I love this. Let's go back, if you would, with me to Proverbs. I want us to notice what he says in this verse, if you would, Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 in verse 18 says this, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more. Does he stop there? Or does he give you a time element? What's the time element in this verse? Unto the perfect day. You and I, as we live the life of Jesus Christ out in our lives, as we, as we tell other people about Him, we will shine unto the perfect day. There is a perfect day coming. Let's take a moment and look at it. If you would look at Revelation chapter 21. Hold your place there in Proverbs. Revelation 21. It's amazing how much the return of Jesus Christ affects the believer's everyday life. This truth that Jesus Christ is going to return, it helps us so much. Because there are days you get weary. There are days that you get tired of fighting. There are days that you just want him to come back. And here's the God's promise to you. I'm coming back here in revelation 21 when he comes back after his thousand year reign if you look over um uh in chapter 20 god covers what we call the millennial reign of christ it's where jesus christ comes back steps foot on this earth and he reigns and rules and establishes his kingdom on this earth and reigns for a thousand years satan is shut up and there's righteousness on the earth and at the end of that right at the end of that Uh, Chapter 20 describes what happens there. But I want you to notice this. At the end of that, uh, that's where we're picking up this account. Revelation 21, verse 1 says this, "...and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea." And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. What has God done? In the perfect day, God has established a new heavens and a new earth. The Bible says, Wherein dwelleth righteousness. You know what this path of the just leads to? Not me, me not me living a good life, but me being saved and in Christ. That leads to me standing faultless before him one day. When he establishes a new heaven and a new earth and all around, the only thing that's allowed in there is righteousness. The only thing that's allowed in there is what is perfect and holy and godly. And so he says here, In verse number uh, 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, there shall be no more death. What was death the result of? God said, The day that thou eatest of that fruit, thou shalt surely die. Why? Because that was sin. It entered into the, the human race. For as by one man, sin entered into the world. And death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And in this new heavens, and in this new earth... There is no sin. God, he, all these former things, they're passed away. He says and continues in verse number 7. or Look at verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, remember, we read in John 3, the light is come to the world. And this is the condemnation that men love darkness rather than light. These people are not in hell because God said, Oh, I don't like you go there. They're in hell because they chose to reject the light. And by uh, by default, their, their choice to reject God and to reject the truth. The only consequences for that is for them to be punished in hell forever. That's a choice that they have made. God's saying the whole time, I've called to you. I died for you. I shed my blood for you. And you rejected. You would not. You refused. And that's their penalty. Then the Bible says this in verse 9, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked to me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. Verse 11, Having the glory of God and her light was likened to a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And he goes on through the rest of this chapter to describe the the amazing jewels that, uh, uh, that make up this city. Verse 22 says this, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. There shall no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Those who are there are there not because they're so wonderful, It's because they have a wonderful Savior that they trusted in. And He has their names written in His Book of Life. Look at verse twenty-two. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of of God and of the Lamb, in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. What was the curse a result of? It was a result of sin. Sin is gone. The former things are passed away. God says, behold, I make all things new. There's no more death. There's no more curse. And He says, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him, and they shall see His face. And His name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, these things, these sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto us, unto his servants, the things which must be shortly done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I know how you feel. In a dark day, when you live as the light, you can begin to feel like there's no hope. You can begin to feel like, man, we're going to be consumed. We're going to be eaten up. And, man, will there, be, will there, will there continue to be a light shining on this earth? Some days you can feel overwhelmed like you're, you're the only one. You're the only one where you work. And it just seems like, like God's cause is lost. Can I tell you, God has told us that you're going to shine more and more unto the perfect day. There is a perfect day coming in which God's plan and God's purpose will be completely realized. There is coming a day in which Jesus Christ is going to come back, and He is going to sit on a throne. And it doesn't matter what weapons the enemy has. It doesn't matter how many people the enemy has. God's purpose will stand. And God says, I want you to shine. I've got a day coming in which you're just a foreshadow of it. You're just, when people look at your life and they see the holiness, they see the godliness, they see that you're rejecting the wickedness, that you're a picture of what we're going to be doing in eternity in that perfect day when there's no sin, when there's no unrighteousness, when, when we don't even need a son because the, the glory of God is the light of it. There's coming a day in which that's going to happen and you're just pointing people the way. You're just, you're just a little light. Showing people what's going to happen in that perfect day. So as you go to work this week, as you be a dad this week, as you be a mom this week, your light as you live for Jesus Christ will shine more and more. And don't give up hope because there is coming a perfect day in which God will reign in righteousness and there will be no sin. Aren't you glad for that? It's going to be taken away. And our desire, our propensity... You know, the the idea is that we're we're not sinless today. There is coming a day in which that gets to be realized. But I know our our heart and our desire is to want to live for Jesus Christ. Let me say this. Wickedness is not going to prevail. It can't. God has shown us. You guys have heard it. You read the back of the book, God wins. God's holiness will prevail. Now, I want you to look with me if you would go back to our text here get proverbs chapter four and then if you would look at job chapter five so we'll look at our text and then this job chapter five is a cross reference there proverbs chapter four in verse 18 we just examined that a bit more but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day and then god goes back to that way of the wicked look at what he says the way of the wicked is as darkness they know not at what they stumble. And can I just tell you, if you want to see how true this verse is, just turn on the news. They have no idea why everything's such a mess. They have a bunch of opinions. They've, you know, their, their ideas are a dime a dozen as to why this world is so messed up. God says that they're in such darkness, they don't know at what they stumble. Look with me if you would at Job chapter 5. Job chapter 5. And look at what uh, the scripture here says in verse 12. He disappointeth the devices of the crafty, so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness, and the counsel of the froward is carried headlong. I have written in my Bible right there a reference, Esther chapter seven, verse ten. It's where Haman is hanged on his own gallows that he made for Mordecai. That is a prime example where God says, You go ahead, Haman, you go ahead and scheme and connive, you get it written into law to wipe out my people and watch what I do to you. And we know there's coming another day in which the nations are going to come against God's people. And they'll make alliances, they'll bring armies, they'll bring the full force and might of their nation against that against Israel, and God's going to go, "Okay, watch what I can do." Job chapter 5 verse 4 look at verse 14 though. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday as in the night. And this is my question to you this morning. Which path are you on? Not are you trying to live a good life and be a good person. No, 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 no. First of all, do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? That's the only way you can enter the path of the just. Which path are you on? If this morning your life... It just seems like you just you can't figure the first thing out. You're groping in the darkness. And God says, that's what it's like for the way of the wicked. They, they don't know what they're stumbling. They, they can't figure it out because they won't come to me. But you know what? I want them to come to me. I want them to turn. And if you're on that path of the wicked this morning, God's, God's cry to you, turn from it. Turn from it and come to me. Which path is your life on this morning? The path of the wicked? or the path of the just. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Man, I don't know about you, but can the perfect day just come today? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for your words. Thank you for your amazing promises.